you going? No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in and take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Morning, you're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanova. Hey, Charlie, 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 hey, hey. <laughs> yes, we, we are fully donated. Well, well no. It, well, cinnamon rolls are well, donuts without, without holes. 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 Yeah. Holes donuts. Yes, holes donuts. Holes donuts. Yeah, those are, those are cinnamon sugar-filled donuts with the filling on the outside. Yes. That's what happens when you squeeze your donuts, folks. So does that make them unclean because they're not holy? Oh, anyway. Hey. <laughs> All right. Homeroom is on Rumble. Just a little bit of Just sugar. Just go to Rumble and you search the channel. Hey, for the squirrel time. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. It might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast. It's easy. It's free. I did it. You can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, TwitX, and we're shooting to YouTube today. Hopefully uh, that won't end fast. Buckle up, buttercups. <laughs> so, uh, Marianne, we're on YouTube today. Uh, then you can catch a podcast after the show. Hey, look, it's Road Dog. Uh, it's up. Oh, there he is. He was skipping yesterday. Yeah, I was missing him yesterday. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and eventually to BitChute. Just look for the Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page, that's roadtoconcord.com. That's where you find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at Joe at the round. Easy for him to say. I had a cinnamon roll, so I can't talk. Joe at the roadtoconcord.com. Uh, he's, um, I think you're caught up. Did you get your Marianne? I got to add her. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll get, yeah. We'll get her we hooked got up today. A little bit of something to do there, but we're almost. That's not answering an email, though. Well, well, it That's is. That's a function. But it's it's in response. It's not a response to, to it. Yeah, it's in response, in not response. a response. Well, that's true. Ah, anyway. Words and definitions. Words and definitions. <gasps> Get on with it. <laughs> Phones are on today, but only for registered numbers. If you wish to call in on a regular classmate, you may request phone access through an email, and I'll think about it. If you find a class is helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Uh, warn them, Joe is an acquired taste, um, by definition. Uh, <laughs> this show is listener-sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising, so we're not limited in the content we provide for y'all. Uh, with that said, we do ask for your participation on a value-for-value -value basis. If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link, Holus or Hold Donuts, uh, on the Road to Concord blog page, show description on Rumble, and in the comments on the other streams. And thank you to all of you who do support this show. We really do appreciate it. Hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. Now, just stay seated and give it a chance. Walk faster, Tortoise. You realize we not might be the smartest. But we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. We're free thinkers. Let's see what the road to Concord will perform. And that Joe turtle Biden talks too slow. <laughs> hey, dip, man. It's not 100 mile an hour tape. Dip. GDT says we need some 100 mile an hour tape to contain me today. I'm pretty sure the Air Force calls duct tape 200 mile an hour tape. Could be wrong. I don't know. We'll have to find out. <laughs> Oh, I hope Mr. Zinker will be here today, Mr. Keeley. 
Hey, boys and girls, <laughs> do I have a show for you today? First of all, buckle up. I am thoroughly sugarnated. Sugarated? Sug sug I'm on a sugar high. Bzz, like, hand me the squirrel. It, you guys have got to keep up with your pop culture TV and movie references. Come on now. Get with it. You know, the, he gets the energy drinks and he just starts bing, 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 bing. Anyway. Um, I never claimed to be a professional. You know, anyway. Okay. So the topic today is secession. That, that, that That's not succession like as in one right after the other. You know, succession, one, two, three, four, in succession. And we're not talking about secession either. You know, succession as in, oh my God, we're all going to learn how to succeed. No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to learn how to leave the party. Here we go, Texas. By the way, I don't know if you've heard this, but the Texas National Guard ran the flag up that says, come and take it. Yep, that was in the news. They they ran the flag up the pole. Come and take it, pole flag, rather. Ooh, doggy. Um, last time Texas did that, Santa Ana got pain in the backside. Uh, and we had a guy with a with a buckskin jacket or whatever told Congress, Y'all go to hell. I'm going to the Alamo. I'm going to Texas. So I'm wondering. Like, we're going to find out whether or not there are any real Texans left here soon, right? So the question for today, and if 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 you were in the if you're in the class right now and you were in our last class where we when we talked about secession, you know, succeeding from the the union, make sure you put your little hand up in the air. Just, just say I was here in the comment section, because if you weren't here for that one. Everybody started off laughing at me with that one. And by the end of that show, a lot of people were going, hey, wait a minute. Because if you, I, I know I'm being silly today. Well, you know, whatever. It's Conspiracy Theory Thursday, and this is all a conspiracy theory, right? Right, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, nod, nod. Uh, if you haven't ever been in here when I addressed how to secede, eh, hold on. Because <laughs> I come at it differently than just about anybody I've ever run into. So what we need to talk about today is, is it time for a divorce, boys and girls? First of all, looking at that, I'd say, yeah, and you better hurry the heck up because the South is being fractured. Those dark bluish gray states, that's the cancer cell. Yes, those are the cancer cells. It used to be confined just to the Northeast, you know, Massachusetts, Connecticut, um, New Jersey, New York, right up in that area, Maryland, it used to be right there in just maybe California and the upper northwest corner of Washington and Oregon. But look, it's spreading. And that's because we done let the crazies out of their borders. And yeah, I do mean, if you're a secular humanist, man, you're back crap crazy. Because you want something that never was and never will be. It's called, well, yeah, it's tyranny, but you know. You, you, you think you can do something that cannot be done. So before we get going here, let me bump that off. My notes from the first class. I looked at them and I was going to change them. I'm like, eh, ain't got to change anything, man. These puppies are still relevant. So that was easier to get done today. So secession. It says, okay, I'll play. Let's play this game. Let's talk secession. Let's do it seriously. Let's give some serious thought to this secession thing. What is it? And is it legal? And is it time to start talking about seceding from the union? And if we did, is it even possible? Well, around here, 
we're going to start with definitions when we have days like today. Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Why am I there? Because that was the founding father's English language. So to secede, it's a verb and all that intransitive, you know, for you linguistic people, there's that part up there. You can read it yourself. But it means to withdraw from fellowship, from communion or association, to separate one's self. As certain ministers seceded from the Church of Scotland about the year 1733. So that's what the definition means. It means to withdraw from communion or association. The freedom of association is a natural right. So when you tell me that I'm not allowed to be a bigot, you're trampling my natural rights. I went right to the extreme here in our country. We're all about racism, right? I wasn't talking about racism. I said bigot, right? Y'all understand what a bigot is. So when you tell me that I must accept your perversions into homosexuality and the LBGTQ in the 28 letters of the alphabet that y'all add on to it, Joe, they're only 26. Yeah, give them time. They'll make some up because they got to have a letter for everything. And if you've ever read into that organization, they, they've run out of letters to signify everything that they've become. But you tell me I have to associate and accept them and whatever. And if I don't, I'm a hater. No, you're the bigot because you're telling me I don't have a right to decide who I can and cannot be friends with or want and don't want to be friends with or associate with or work with. Well, if individually it is a natural right for me to decide who I do and do not want to associate with, because folks, let's take this right down to the bottom brass and hacks. If you do not have the right to decide who you do and do not associate with, then I think we just threw rape out the window. <laughs> think about it. Arranged marriages are all okay again, right? Might makes right. That's essentially what we're saying. So the thing we're going to have to look at now, the dictionary definition of secession says it's the, it's the right to leave or, or it's the leaving of a union. Are we a union? Is, is, this, is this country an association of some sort of a union? Is it a collection, a voluntary collection or a group or a voluntary association? If it is, if this country is some sort of a, of a, a voluntary association, then yeah, the, the states do have a right to secede. It'll be in the definitions. So let's find out. Are we some sort of a collection of associations? Webster's 1828 Dictionary, federal, pertaining to a league or contract derived from an agreement or covenant between parties, particularly between nations. Well, Joe, the states aren't nations. Oh, yes, they are. They are sovereign states, which is another way of saying nation. So the Romans, contrary to federal right, compelled them to be part with Sardinia, meaning they, they compelled people to join. The second part of this definition is consists in a compact between parties, particularly and chiefly between states or nations, states, founded on an alliance by contract or mutual agreement as a federal government, such as the United 
states. So yes, we are a federal government. It's not tyranny we desire. It's a just, limited, federal government. Alexander Hamilton. Why did I choose him? He's one of the chief architects of the Federalist Papers. He's one of the chief architects of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence as it was argued and ratified. So I'm going to use his voice. They did not want that government. Thomas Hobbes, once you're in the government, you can't leave. That's what he argued in his book, Leviathan. Mr. Lincoln, you're in the government. You can't leave. I force you back in. Oh, boy. He is not my hero, folks. And I don't give a rat's rip about the racial component. I'm looking at something much deeper. He violated the, the spirit of this country's foundation. The founding fathers told us quite plainly, each state in ratifying the Constitution is considered as a sovereign body, independent of all others, and only to be bound by its own voluntary act. In this relation, then, the new Constitution will, if established, be federal and not a national constitution. James Madison. Why is that important? He only wrote the Constitution. He was president over the convention of, well, no, he wasn't president. He was secretary of the convention of the for the Constitution, second constitutional convention. And he was present during all of the arguments over the Bill of Rights. He knows what's going on. He, he, he's, he doesn't speak for all the founding fathers. No. But he is one of the authoritative voices because why? Along with Alexander Hamilton, what did Mr. Madison write? The Federalist Papers. Why are the Federalist Papers important? They are the means by which we are to interpret the Constitution because they explained and expounded on how it was meant to be understood and operated. And that's the understanding that was ratified. So Mr. Madison is our man here. And he told us, federal government, sovereign states, independent of. So by definition, we live in a federal government constituted by a contract. And if that contract is violated, there is no pact of suicide anywhere in the founding documents. I do not, as a state, have to stay with a country that wants to jump into the abyss. I have the right to leave. So let's put an end to this idea of that the states never had a right to secede. We're going to return to it here in a few minutes, but we'll deal with this. So remember, the founders said the states are sovereign, and they that which means inherent in that they have the right to secede, but we'll look at that in a minute. It says, by definition, it would appear that we do have the right as a state to secede. There's no permanency anywhere in our founding documents. By letter and wording, wording of the Constitution, we have the right. It's the Tenth Amendment. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. And by authoritative assertion to the affirmative, yes, Madison is very clear. You have the right to secede. So secession is legal. Ergo, Lincoln, the North, that was a war of Northern aggression. The North acted lawlessly. They were wrong. Before we start arguing with ourselves over this question, 
session, let's let's finish looking at what I've got for you on my slideshow before we get into my notes. So we've already read that one. The Declaration of Independence in Congress, July 4th, 1776. On the distinctive principles of the government of the United States, the best guides are to be found in the Declaration of Independence as the fundamental act of union of these states. James Madison, in a letter to Thomas Jefferson, February 8th, 1825. Read that again, boys and girls. On the distinctive principles of the government, the principles of our Constitution, the best guides are to be found in the Declaration of Independence as the fundamental act of union of these states, meaning the founding document of the United States, not the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. This is Madison. This is the what and the why. The spirit of America is in the Declaration of Independence. Do you now start to understand why progressives started by divorcing the Declaration from the Constitution? If I put the Declaration back together with the Constitution, Road Dog says sovereign citizen. Can a sovereign citizen be a state unto himself, Road Dog? No. Therefore, the whole sovereign citizen argument as we know it in our country today, that's a libertarian fantasy. We can deal with that some other time if you'd like, but that's lawlessness. And the founding fathers said so, people such as the sovereign citizens have every right in the world to leave civil society and go back and live with the savages. But do not claim a single advantage or benefit or privilege that are afforded because of civil society. So if you want to be sovereign citizen, that's fine. Get your butt out in the unincorporated areas of the country where nobody lives and set up camp. But get the heck out of society. That's what the founding fathers are saying. And I agree with them. So that's that. Back to the Declaration of Independence. That's where we're going to have to look for all of this today. Madison just told us to start there. So let's do that. I'm going to listen to the man who was part and parcel of this and, and did it rather than, you know, listen to somebody who's writing a history book about what Madison actually said or what he thought. I'm going to let Madison tell me what he thought. And I'm going to let Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton. And why am I using Jefferson? Well, Jefferson was the principal opponent or one of the principal opponents to the Federalists until Madison won him over for the sake of the Union. And if it had not been for that, Jefferson, combined with Patrick Henry and Gouverneur Morris, would have probably prevented the formation of the United States of America. But Jefferson was the, the last straw that swayed us in one direction. So, what else does Mr. Madison have to say? He says, government is instituted to protect property of every sort, as well that which lies in various rights of the individuals as that which the term particularly expresses. This being the end of government, meaning the purpose as in the fulfillment of the law. Yeah, this being the fulfillment of government, the end, the purpose, the goal. That alone is a just government which impartially secures to every man whatever is his own. Why is this important? Because this is what's going on in Texas and the country as a whole. By allowing this invasion of illegal immigrants, they're not even immigrants, illegal aliens, 
the federal government is waging war on the rights of the American people. This was Madison's essay on property, March 29th, 1792. So we, the people, <clears throat> this is the United States Constitution. I want you to go back here and look at something. This is we, the states. The declaration was we, the states. The Constitution's we, the people. Now, there's been an argument over what is we, the people. I don't know why we're arguing over this. The founding fathers said the people are the body politic, the whole of the American people, not the states, not the federal government, not our representatives. You are not the people. Individually, as a collection, we, the combined populace of the United States, is the people. The founding fathers said this over and over and over and over again. The Constitution of the United States. Before I get into this one, you will find the video form of something in your show notes today. In, in Rumble, I put the link in the, in the permanent notes, but it's also at the top of the comment section in every feed today. It's a, uh, a TikTok video that they put out. This is reading a statement by Governor Abbott. Oh, boy, boys and girls. You get a chance, go back and watch it. But here's where we're going to start. As to what's going on in this country right now, especially in Texas, that's the focal point right now. The United States Constitution, or the Constitution of the United States here, Article 4, Section 4, the United States shall guarantee, shall guarantee, the United States federal government shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion. And on application of the legislature or of the executive, when the legislature cannot be convened, against domestic violence. Okay, well, Biden says that the illegals are not an invasion. Madison and Jefferson tell us, you take yourself back to the time that this document was ratified, and you go according to the meaning of the language and the intent of the law at that time. That's how we're supposed to do this, original intent. So this progressive living document crap, out the freaking window, I'm tired of it. I've had enough of you, daggum, subversive seditionists. That is not how this document is meant to be done. If you think it is, then anything that comes out of your mouth next means kill me, please, and I absolve you of any legal ramifications or, or consequences. And you'll say, that's not what I said, and I'll say, yeah, that's exactly how I interpreted it. And I get to interpret it to the point of the times per your own argument. So, you know, nipso facto, turn it around on you, oh, and that's exactly what progressives do. They destroy the meaning of words and language. They're chaos agents. Article one of the United States Constitution. The powers not del, whoop, this is not the one I want. Hold on. Oh boy, it got messed up. All right, hold on boys and girls. I googled here. I checked this too. I don't know how that got messed up. Let's bump that out of there. We need Article 1, Section 10 of the U.S. Constitution. So I'm going to share my screen with you. Let's go find it. I got a homework section for you today. You can go there. But right here, Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States transcript. I want Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3. No state shall without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops, or ships of war in the time of peace, entering into any agreement or compact with another state 
or with a foreign power or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. If a state is actually invaded, it can go to war without the federal government's authority. Oopsie. That's in the Constitution, is it not? Let me see. What, 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 do we, what is this page here? National Archives. And up here it says .gov, the Constitution of the United States, transcript, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3. No state can do any of these things unless actually invaded. So can't go into war unless actually invaded. Can't do any of these things unless actually. Folks, do you all understand what has happened now? If this is an invasion, if the illegals are an invasion under the Constitution as it was originally ratified, Texas has not got to succeed. They're free from bonds of the Constitution because the federal government has refused to do what it was supposed to do. So at the time the Constitution was written, what's the definition of invasion? Ah. Webster's 1828 dictionary. Look at that. (laughs) A hostile entrance into the possession of another for the purpose of conquest or plunder. Now, it's particularly the entrance of a hostile army into a country. That doesn't mean only. It says especially. But it can be any entrance of a hostile entity into, and folks, these illegals are not coming here to assimilate and become Americans. They're coming here to plunder. They want the welfare programs. They want the jobs. They want our resources. It's also an attack of military force or an attack on the rights of another infringement or violation, which is exactly what's going on by order of President Biden. President Biden is in violation of his oath of office. And as the executive and the Supreme Court has sided with him, so by a vote of two to three, and this Congress has failed to do anything about it, by a vote of three to three, the United States federal government has declared war by default against the people of the sovereign state of Texas. Texas hereby has the right to self-defense from this point forward. They don't even have to secede. They've been kicked out of the union. How? The federal government violated its primary duty in the contract of the Constitution to defend the state. That, that's what they've done, folks. But it gets worse. Declaration of Independence. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. So it was the states that created the, con- the, the, the country. And it was the states who create through, it was the people through the states acting through their states who created the Constitution. So the federal government is and always has been a creature of the states and the people. Always has been. We continue that to secure these rights, governments are instituted amongst men. The only reason for that government is to secure the previous rights listed, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. They are only a legitimate government so long as the people continue to consent. Right now, the people, through their governor of Texas, are saying we no longer consent to this crap. And a good part of the American people in certain states, concur through the 25 governors who have joined with Texas. So that's 26. 
It says, this continues, that whenever a form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute new government. And the man who wrote this document said that if the government should become tyrannical, it is not just your right, but your duty to God to oppose that government. He did say resistance to tyrants is obedience to God, did he not? Thomas Jefferson? So Mr. Jefferson says, if there be any among us who would wish to dissolve the union or to change its Republican form, let them stand undisturbed as monuments of the safety with which error of an opinion may be tolerated where reason is left to combat it. Thomas Jefferson, March 4th, 1801, in his first inaugural address as president said, you have the right to secede. That's what he said. If you want to dissolve the union or leave it, leave you undisturbed, let you go in peace. Now, he thought that would be a mistake, an error, and he thinks that reason would overrule but he's telling you, as president, you have the right to secede. A union of the states containing such an ingredient. What ingredient? Uh, let's jump down here real quick. This is James Madison, 1788. At the Constitutional Convention, a proposal was made and rejected to allow the federal government to suppress seceding states. In regards to, or in, in re return to that in, in um, reply to this proposal, Madison says a union of the states containing such an ingredient, meaning the right to put down a seceding state, seemed to provide for its own destruction. The use of force against a state would look more like a declaration of war than an infliction of punishment and would probably be considered by the party attacked as a dissolution of all previous compacts by which it might be bound. That ends it. That is the spike through the heart of Dracula. This was in the Constitutional Convention. This is in Madison's notes of the convention. The founding fathers brought it up and shot it down. The federal government did not, never had, never was intended to have the right to control secession. The states have always been allowed to leave. It's right there. So why can our courts not find this? What was Lincoln's problem? Mr. Madison, also in Federalist number 39, January 1788, each state in ratifying the Constitution is considered as a sovereign body, independent of all others, and only to be bound by its own voluntary act. If the state wants to leave, the people who frame the Constitution says they have that authority. Now, why do I have to go back to original intent? Because the men who handed you this document said so. On every occasion of constitutional interpretation, let us carry ourselves back to the time when the Constitution was adopted, recollect the spirit manifested in the debates, and instead of trying to force what meaning may be squeezed out of the text or invented against it, instead let us conform to that probable one in which it was passed. Thomas Jefferson, a letter to William Johnson, 12 June, 1823. And then here's another one. I entirely concur in the propriety of resorting to the sense in which the Constitution was accepted and ratified by the nation. In that sense alone, it is the legitimate Constitution. And if that is not the guide it expounded it, 
there may be no security. James Madison in a letter to Henry Lee, June 25th, 1824. In other words, the progressive interpretation of the Constitution is equivalent to the modern-day gospel. Both are false. Did you hear me? The progressive interpretation of the Constitution is as false as the modern-day health, wealth, and prosperity gospel and the feel-good Jesus gospel. They're both fake. Neither will give you freedom or liberty or eternal life and security. U.S. Bill of Rights, Amendment 9, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Amendment 10, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Let's apply a little logic to this, boys and girls. The power not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Formal argument. Well, it's an informal argument, but in a formal construction. Preposition. If not delegated to the federal nor prohibited to the states, then the power remains within the state. Whatever it may be. This is my proposal. This is my argument. That's my declarative statement. Okay, I'm using the 10th Amendment as the guide. Fact one, the power over secession is not delegated to the federal government by the United States Constitution. Fact two, the power over secession is not prohibited by the United States Constitution to the states or the people. Conclusion, the power over secession lies with the states or the people. It is sound, valid, rational, and by definition, and that argument right there, boys and girls, can not be broken, which means that's fact. That right there is objective fact, and anybody who tells you otherwise is an enemy to this nation, to the state, and to the people of the United States, period. End of story. I defy them to prove me wrong. It's in the language. It's all been addressed. Nobody cares. And any claim that a law or ruling or executive order contradicts this and overrules that, refer them back to the Ninth Amendment. It says the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed. So anything you add to it cannot be construed to do away with what the Tenth Amendment is telling you. Checkmate. So simply stated, if the states do not have the right to secede, then neither did the colonies. Did the founding fathers think they had the right to break away from England? Yes, they stated so in the Declaration of Independence. So where do we get the idea that they didn't want to give the states the right to secede as well? An elective despotism was not the government we fought for. Thomas Jefferson, that is the government that the progressives have fought for. If you've been in this class, that is exactly what Woodrow freaking Wilson said he wanted and elected, and he called him dictator. In his letters, in his essays, he wanted an elected, elected dictator. That's what progressives want. That's why they've moved us to a pure democracy away from our division of powers. This is James Madison. An elective despotism was not the government we fought for, but one in which the powers of the government should be so divided and balanced among the several bodies of magistrate as that no one could transcend their legal limits without being effectually checked and restrained by the others. James Madison. 
So in other words, the three divisions of government are broke up. The legislators broke up between the House and the Senate. The Senate is loyal to the states, the House to the people in the several states. The states are at odds with the federal government. The counties are at odds with the state. And it's all supposed to be this way. Founding fathers never envisioned progressives. Progressives are a cancer that infiltrate every division of government and then unify them, which is why Dewey and Wilson went after the schools. Dewey and Wilson did exactly what Adolf Hitler said. Why try to nationalize the, the social structure and the governmental structure of a nation when all I have to do is nationalize the people? The progressives had turned their supporters into a cult, a cult of leeches and power, power mongers, all of them sex crazed, and they have united all forms of society, all branches of governance of society, everything, all social institutions and government been united. So there are no more divisions of power, folks. Comment on the board by Mr. Holt. Why does my blood pressure spike periodically throughout your lessons, Joe? Same reason mine does. I think you can hear the proverbial thumping on my desk right now, can't you, Mr. Holt? I'm not a happy camper with what we're talking about right now. Trust me, folks. The founding fathers did not want this. They did not want Leviathan. They sided with that man, John Locke. First and second treaties of government derived directly from the Bible, the book of Romans, chapters one and two. They did not want Leviathan. Once I'm in the government, you're stuck. You got no legal ramifications. You can't justly secede or revolt. Screw you, Mr. Hobbs. And to you too, Mr. Lincoln. Go with Mr. Locke and the Declaration of Independence and the Founding Fathers. We the people, the Declaration and the Constitution, Draw primarily first from that book there, the 1599 Geneva Bible. Second, from the first and second treaties of government, John Locke. Third, we find the complete Federalist and Anti-Federalist papers. That's the argument. That's the argument that frames how we're going to understand the Constitution. Those right there are the debates. That's the, the notes on the federal government. Madison's notes at the second constitutional convention. That's where we find out that they did contemplate giving the federal government the power to keep a state from seceding and shut it down. That right there is the bill of rights. That right there is the notes from Congre Congress. That's a copy of the congressional record, man. It's that thick. Y'all have seen it. I brought it to class before. Those are the notes of the actual debates. We know as a fact that the federal government was not given intentionally refused the right to stop a state from seceding. So why do our politicians in our courts have so much trouble with this? Folks, for the same reason Christians don't understand Christ, they don't read their Bible, our politicians in courts no longer read the Constitution or the Declaration or the Federalist Papers or the Anti-Federalist Papers. They don't read the notes on the conventions. They don't read any of this. They don't even study the Constitution in law school anymore. How are you going to know the truth if you never read it? If we have any more trouble, it, oh, wow, we're dragging on the internet. We're over the target, boys and girls. We have, it still won't come up. Hold on. I can't get that picture to come up. Interesting. Let's see if that one will come up. 
Nope. It was, it's taking it my show, slideshow away from me, boys and girls. It's showing on my side. Well, it won't show on mine. Let me see if it's come. Throw it back up there, and I'll see if it's coming on the feed. I want that okay. one right there. Yeah, hold on. Let me see if it's coming. It's Joseph Story's uh, exposition on the Constitution. Is that showing up for y'all? Because it's not showing on my side. All right, Clay, you see it? Yeah, it's sh it's showing. All right. I, I see it on the monitor now, but it, it won't show on the it, it won't load here on my That's end. weird. But he'll tell us that that man's he's he's one of the Supreme Court justices. He'll tell us what the Constitution means. What does the language mean? Oh, there it comes up on my screen now. The language is explained right here in the American Dictionary of the English Language, Webster 1828. He was only called America's schoolmaster. Everything we need to know is in these documents, folks. Declaration of Independence, Constitution, Bill of Rights, which leads me right here. It says, Defiance, the spirit of America. Stand your ground. Battle of Lexington, 1775. The road to Concord. Among the natural rights of the colonists are these. First, a right to life. Secondly, to liberty. Thirdly, to property together with the right to support and defend them in the best manner they can. These are evident branches of, rather than deductions from, the duty of a self of self-preservation commonly called the first law of nature, Samuel Adams, the rights of the colonists, 1772. And if the King George has re renounced or ceded his authority to defend the colonists, which he had, which Biden has done to Texas and to the rest of this country, especially the border states, then they get to pick up the first law of, na of nature and the right of self-defense, and the union has already been dissolved. Because the federal government is in breach to every state in the union with these illegals. And folks, I'll leave you with this last thought right there. And that's true. Where we're at right now, the founding fathers would already be shooting. Don't forget, the Boston Tea Party was over a 3% tax on tea. 3%. Hmm. How far have we fallen? I'll tell you what. I'm going to take a three-minute break. We're going to come back in three minutes, and we're going to start planning our secession. How would it look? What would it look like? You'll get an extra break today. Three minutes now. I'll give you six minutes in a little bit. This might go just a touch long today. We'll see. Three minutes. Be right back.
Okay. <clears throat> Hold on just a second here. Excuse me. Let me calm down, try to get my blood pressure down. Because this, this, folks, this ticks me off. Why? Why is this so, so difficult? If you don't like the way the country is, just amend the Constitution. But they don't even do that anymore because they can't. It takes too long. It's too slow. The people don't want it. Well, I thought that was, dem oh, there, there you go. They want democracy because democracy is quick and easy. Just hold a vote. We have to pass the bill to know what's in it. Yeah. Anyhow, let's just, let's get serious about secession now. First things first, before we even get going, are we at the point where we need a national divorce? Let's, let's think about that. Are we at that point? Well, I'm not going to list all the different types of problems we have in this country right now. Y'all know them. Just bring up whatever, any manic Monday we've got going on. There are at least two worldviews in this country now. So let me ask you a question. Do we have a division in this country along the lines of worldview? The way we look at the world. In this country, we like to say left and right. Total government, no government. Well, the smallest government possible. But I'm going to divide this even further. On this show, it's God and not God. And that has always been a division in this country. And one of these days, I'll give you the quotes from the founding fathers where they said that we did not elect a country that would replace religion with a despotic atheism. Yeah, that's one of the founding fathers said that. Well, that's exactly what we've done. We've done everything that they said they fought against. So what we want to call the, the spirit of progressivism versus the spirit of Americans founding. So the spirit of the founding versus, versus the, the spirit of secular humanism. Because one is rooted in God, the other is rooted in man as God. So do those two spirits have irreconcilable worldviews? Yes, they do. Do those two spirits have different perceptions of reality? Yes. One of them thinks that a man can become a woman and then can become a three-eyed, one-horned, flying, purple people eater, neuter, by charpal, sexual, or whatever, and then back again. So, yeah, we've got different ways of looking at reality. Are there any viable alternatives? Is there any way to reconcile our differences? I don't think so. What business does the light have with the dark? And the dark does not understand the light. They're not reconcilable. So, yep, secession is definitely on the table. And it may well be the only viable path to preserving for a little longer man's liberty on earth. So, next question, is secession possible? Ah, uh, this is the real question. Don't dismiss it. Um, the nation is right now being dismantled by a group of people who think secession is possible. They're in the process of seceding you right now through a soft revolution. It's a social engineering revolution. Change the people. And when they couldn't change us through the schools or fast enough because they were impatient after a while, they're going to change us through an invasion of migrants. Illegal aliens. So, yeah, they think secession is possible. They're just not seceding by the state. They're seceding the entire nation from its founding. 
it's a form of secession. They're leaving the agreed upon union of those who want to stick to the founding. Only they're doing it by force. And what did Madison say the use of force of one people on another is? A declaration of war. So the secular humanists have declared war on those of us who are trying to cling to the founding principles and ideals of this nation. It is a war. It happens to be a spiritual war, but it is still a war. So how would we succeed? Secede? How, how do we leave the union? And if we develop a, can we develop a viable plan? What would we do with it? People are more likely to embrace the idea if you show them a plan. It's great talk. Show me how to do it. You know, in this case, it's logistics. You know, amateurs talk tactics, professionals talk logistics. That's a saying for the war colleges. Well, it's not exactly true, but I understand the spirit of it. And it's going to be true in this case. It's nice to say seed. It's nice to go over what we just did in the first 40 minutes of the show. But now let's get serious about this. Okay. How would we do this? Top priority. We need the media or at least a voice that the people can get to. Some serious thought to the media will be required. Remember what Mark Lloyd said? That glorious revolution in Venezuela, and it taught the Obama administration, same thing Hugo Chavez found out, is we got to control the media because his first attempt failed because he didn't have the media. So we need the media. Well, if we are going to oppose the state-sponsored media that we have right now, you know, the mainstream and legacy media, no, that's, that's, that's secular humanist propaganda arm. That's state media. We're going to oppose them. Must be done from the outset. We've we've got to have a voice, and it must be done according to principle. If 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 you're going to oppose them, you've got to have a voice. And this is why they're after the internet. This is why they want to censor everything. They want to shut it down. They want to make sure that you can't get your voice out. That's why they don't want opposition in the media. But we're going to need that, and it's going to have to be from a group of people who are all in lockstep with the founding principles and ideas of this nation, who understand them and espouse them properly. And right now, this is one of the reasons for this show. The road to Concord, the road to Concord, the path that was followed through human history that led to Lexington Green. It wasn't just the founding fathers. It goes way back in time to the Bible. It goes all the way back to Leviticus and the Exodus. Founding fathers, not me. Go read the inscription on the Liberty Bell and see where that comes from. Your, 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 um, your right to declare bankruptcy comes straight out of the Shemitah. It comes right out of the law of Moses. That, not, my, not my opinion. Founding fathers said so. So the road to Concord is the tr trek of, of prophecy in human history. This is the seat of Ephraim, but put that aside. We're going to have to have a common voice that sticks to those principles and ideas, and you're going to have to be rational, and you're going to have to argue the way we're doing right now. All of that Dan Bongino, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck, oh, the sky is falling. Look what they're doing. It's outrageous. Uh, that is useless. It's useless. Gets people's emotions up, gets our blood pressure up, but it doesn't give us direction. It doesn't unify. It doesn't organize, and it doesn't create momentum. It just pisses people off which works into the enemy's favor. So 
if we're going to have national voices, it's either going to have to be one national voice, which is not a good thing. Trump is not a good thing. Not in that regard. We need a group of people who all understand what they're arguing. They don't have to be in lockstep. The founding fathers weren't in lockstep, but they were in lockstep to the idea and the principle, not in how to do it, maybe not in total agreement with their understanding of those principles, but they were close enough. They were all sitting in the same section of bleachers. We're going to need that. We're going to need a media by which we get the voice out. Start by using existing media forms. Move the Overton window. We've got to get people used to the idea of secession. But um, you have to, um, the problem we're going to have is once you announce some of this stuff, they're going to squelch it. We're under attack. You're going to have to understand you're in a war. So we got to move the Overton window. That, that's what people think of as normal. So let's start talking about secession in a different light. Don't talk about it like it's crazy. Explain how we can do it. Explain why we can do it. Explain the, the legal argument we did that we made in the first 40 minutes of the show. Explain that legal argument. Explain to them how this civil war didn't resolve that you can't secede. No, it didn't. Might makes right is not a solution. That's Thomas Hobbes. That's not John Locke. That's Europe. That's secular humanism. That's tyranny. So we're going to have to get a voice. We're going to have to use whatever platforms we can. Um, we're going to have to do as much as we can to spread the word. You're going to all have to learn to be Paul Revere's. Get this to whoever will listen. If they don't want to listen, ride on and wake up the next house. If they don't want to open their windows and listen, ride on to the next, to the next, to the next. Shake the dust from your feet on those cities that will not listen and keep going. You have to reach as many as you can and you have to sound sane in the process. I know, I get it. I'm a poor spokesperson for this cause. Well, yeah, I'm a poor spokesperson for teaching the scriptures too. I'm the worst one, except for the fact that I seem to be one of the few that stuck their paw in the air and said, send me. So you could be the worst one, but if you're the only one willing to go, you're the best worst that they have. So you're stuck with me until somebody better comes along, in which case I'll gladly cede the seat. They can have this chair. I'm after the goal, the mission. I don't need glory. So we're going to have to get into this idea. We're going to have to have a unified pattern or, or a voice that teaches others how we do this start by moving. Like I said, the Overton window, we do this by um, making acceptable for others to think about the idea, make it acceptable to think about secession. Uh, talk about, talk about it calmly, rationally, explain why we want to succeed, explain how the process would work, explain the rewards, uh, acknowledge the risks. Don't, don't shirk from them. Don't make them light. If anything, make the rewards sound less and the risks sound greater. Make sure people measure it up and count the cost before they pick up their cross. Y'all see the parallels I'm painting here today? Charlie, is this obvious what I'm doing here today? I think so. All right. Hopefully they hear, have ears to hear. Encourage people to take the chance. Lift them up, edify them, support them. Tell them we can do this. Lead until the people finally accept. Lead. You got to do the Thomas Paine you got to do the great awakening. We've got to do the groundwork that led to the revolution. We're way behind, but we have one thing going for us that they don't. We have the legacy of the founding fathers, but we've got to put them back in their proper light. 
as at least one of you has found out here in the class from doing what I asked you to do and going back and reading the founding fathers, they are not the people that our school teachers try to tell us they are. When you read them, they're very different than what you were told they were in your history books. And what was the main thing that our founding fathers depended on above all? God. Yeah, divine providence. Divine providence, which was defined, if you know, we go look that up. Providence is the, is the guiding hand of the supreme being, El Elyon. So we have to encourage people. It's, it's, it's okay with letting go of patriotic nostalgia of America. We can let go of the idea of the 50 states. We have to remember Ben Franklin, where liberty dwells, there is my country. That's what Ben Franklin said. Comment on the board from William Holt. It's their playbook, LOL, except you drop the Uno reverse card on them. <laughs> That's what we're doing here, but we're doing it lawfully, lawfully. So we have to encourage people to get okay with the idea of letting America go. We got to let America go to save America. Oh, yeah. You've got to let the 50 states go to save the spirit of liberty. That's what's going to have to happen. Seek to preserve that spirit rather than the nation. It's not the land. It's the people and the idea. Seek to preserve the idea of individual rights and liberty and the rule of law, free trade, and private property. That's what we need to seek to preserve. And not just talk. Show people how it's done. Convince the people to vote yes for secession in a clear supermajority. That's what we need to be working for. Yes, we want a national divorce. It's not a joke. We want that to be screamed from the rafters now. We want a national divorce. Then keep them on mission. Don't go looking for other things. These voices that we're going to have to get into the national media, the alternative media, this is the mission. They're Even if, they, let's say we had a, a dozen people who were going to do this, Michelle Malkin and, and Tucker Carlson, they all need to get together. And they need to have this out. They need to start being, Rush Limbaugh says, well, I don't want to get into all that stuff because, you know, I'm going to, what he was telling you is, I, I don't want to actually be effective. I just want to stir the pot. I don't want to stir the pot. I want to be effective. I'd never get invited to such a meeting, but if they invited me, baby, I'd be Johnny on the spot to that meeting. Notepad in hand, come equipped with all my references and resources and tools and ready to go. But that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to put out a voice that the people can find and access and hear. Rational, sane, valid, tight arguments that cannot be broken. And we'll show them how to do it. Explain it to them in minute detail. Some serious thinking of the logistics. Not the, well, we got to do this, that, and the, no, 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 no. How do they do that? And when media is the first thing we got to grab a hold of, stay within the law. That's number two. Stay within the law. Explain that secession is legal. I've already done that for you says uh, opposition to secession, that's the lawless act right there. Those who are against it, they're lawless. We have to get the people to understand that. Point out that lawlessness is evil. Charlie, doesn't the scripture say lawlessness is evil? Yep. It's sin, isn't it? Opposition it is. to God. Yes. So the opposition to secession, those, that, that's, that's evil. It's lawlessness. 
then operate through legitimate governments. We have to. The, the, the Romans 13, you have to operate through a legitimate government. God will not sanction you operating on your own. This is why if a group of people wants to secede from a state, like the Boxer Rebellion or something, that's sedition. But if a county government gets together and says, hey, man, we no longer want to be part of your state, the county has as much right to secede from the state as the state does from the union. Because all the county is is a subset of the state. If it's done through the law and the people vote for it, they should be allowed to go their own way. They should also be allowed to suffer the consequences of their actions. So if you're a landlocked county, it's kind of a stupid stunt to pull. But if you're Texas, it's a smart thing to do right now. State of Florida would also be another one that would be smart to secede. And if Florida and Texas both seceded, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana would have to join suit real quick or they'd perish. And once you do that, you got the start of another nation and it'll work. We need to explain this to people. Always present yourself as the one in the right. So once we get a hold of an, an alternative media and we unify, we always have to present ourselves as holding the, the legal high ground and the moral high ground. You always got to present yourself that way. Um, stress the natural law aspects here. Stress the biblical. Stay within civil law. Paint the opposition as lawless. You don't have to call them evil, but keep painting the op. Biden is lawless. He is lawless. Everybody supporting him is lawless, right down to the lowest voter. If you vote for Biden, I'm not going to call you evil anymore. I'm learning I'm my own note, take my own advice. You're lawless. Because if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, and I show that a person is lawless, I don't need to call them evil. You already know that on your own. You'll connect that dot all by yourself. I have to trust you to do that. So one, media. Two, convince the people that this is possible. Three, find a state or states to lead the way. We've got two possible candidates right now, Texas, Florida. They're not, they don't share a common border, but they do share something else in common. It's called the Gulf of Mexico. So they might as well have a common border. It's good enough. We need a state. Secession's all, it's going to require a state or a group of states to announce their intention to secede. Total independence. Follow the founder's lead. Use the Declaration of Independence. Write up a Declaration of Independence from the United States of America and publish it just like they did on July 4th, 1776. And list the, list the grievances that the federal government has perpetrated on your state. Use the deck. Follow the pattern. Make sure that you start calling for prayer and fasting amongst your people. Point back to God. Repentance. Hammer that passage. If those people who are called by my name will repent. Repent. Otherwise, he won't heal your land. Make your case in the form of a legal complaint, just like the declaration. List the alleged legal violations of the federal government. Pledge, pledge yourself to the cause, fortune, honor, lives. Appeal to God as the judge. Mean it. Make sure the people are behind you. If they're not, 
don't do this. Find the state that will. Leadership is going to be crucial in this. It's not enough to talk. You have to teach and encourage. You got to walk the walk. And it has to be everybody. Everybody has to act. It can't just be a few people leading. We have got to encourage everybody to get involved in this. Just like at the time of the founding, they would go to the pubs and they would talk to each other about this stuff. It was the talk at the time. Walking the walk is necessary. It shows others the way. The way. (laughs) Preach the gospel every day if you have to. Use your words. Or walk the walk. Learn to live like a founding father. Do what's right, always, even when nobody's looking, just because it's the right thing to do. Learn to eat, drink, live, breathe individual rights and liberty according to the rule of law, according to natural law. That's Romans 1 and 2, babies. Right there. Courage is contagious. I know it's hard to acquire courage, but, you know, if you've ever seen the show movie Battleship, a little scaredy cat scientist acquiring courage, acquiring courage. Well, acquire some courage. It will rub off. If someone will lead, others will follow. I'd be happy to lead. Y'all don't want to follow me, so we need somebody more charismatic than me. Let's face it, I'm a Marine. I'm going to lead you straight into the machine guns. You want somebody who's going to lead you around the corner to come up from behind. Okay, fine. You'll still get the machine gun nest. One of us will just get it done faster than the other. Takes a few more casualties in the process, but that's why they give Marines, you know, half again as many people as the Army. We can afford to lose a few crayon eaters on the way. So the first state to lead the way is crucial. We need one of those. Now, what's going to be needed from this lead state? What are we looking for? Well, you need a leadership with the proper proper ideology. Abbott's talking the talk. DeSantis talks it and to some extent walks the walk. To some extent. So we got two possibilities right there. The number one thing there is the political leader who aligns himself with the founding fathers' principles and ideals, not conservatism. Conservatism is not the founding fathers. It isn't. It is not. Buckley and Limbaugh are not the founding fathers. I thought they were. And for a long time, I argued that way. I was all, I was a ditto head until I started reading the founding fathers. And then I'm like, oh no, no, they're not. So rush and modern conservatism is on the left of the founding fathers. You're closer to the progressives than you are to TJ and the gang. Sorry, it's true. So we need a, we need a governor that's going to be closer to the founders. Um, and they has to have moral, moral and physical courage. It, it, ideally, Ron Paul needs to run for governor of Texas. He'd lead that state in the right direction. Not Rand, Ron. I'm not a fan of libertarianism, but Ron would get it. He's closer to the founding fathers than anybody else I know right now. You have to find popular support for this governor. The state has to like him. I don't know so much about Texas right now, but I know Florida supports DeSantis right now. Well, they did until he reneged on his pledge not to run for president. So, because the people are going to have to be behind the cause and the leader. You need popular support. 
you're going to have to start leading this movement as though you're leading troops in a war because you are in a political war, in a cultural war, and in a spiritual war. So we're looking for that type of leader. And you're going to have to be willing to shun anybody and everybody that opposes you. I didn't mean be ugly to them. I don't mean destroy them, cancel them. I mean shun them. Have Don't be unequally yoked with them. They, right down to the point of no friendships with them, if have to be. You don't, you don't need to cancel them and become what they are. This is shunning. This is a social thing. Make them outcasts. Um, they're not going to be part of the in-group. Okay? And make sure they know it. You don't be ugly to them. Be polite. But shun them. Just, eh, no, no, no. You're not part of our circle. We'll, we'll, you, you can stay. You know, we're all at Starbucks. And that guy who, who likes secular humanism comes and sits down at our table. We're talking about the secession. And he sits down. And we all know this person, you know, guy, gal, whatever. He sits down and goes, and you know that they've got different. What you do is you say, oh, sorry, no. But don't tell them to leave. Say, that's okay. You got every right to sit at this table. We'll leave. And get up and leave that person. And if they follow you, do it again until they get the idea. You've got to be willing to put pressure on them that isn't force against their will. They might want to sit with you, but they don't have a right to sit with you if you don't want them to. So you're not trampling on their will by just removing yourself from their company. But if you push them out of yours, well, then that, it, that does. That tramples their will. You're physically moving them. No, no, no. Don't do that. You move. In this case, in that type of case. Consolidation of ideology and purpose, it'll, it'll be crucial that this first state that we find, it has to be as unanimous as possible amongst its people, among the leadership and amongst the people of the state. You're going to have to have above 60% support for what you're doing. It's equally crucial that the state does not become reactionary version of the Fed. Don't fall for a get back atomism. That's what the Trump movement, that's what MAGA is. MAGA is get back at them. That's why it's wrong. You can't do this. It's a, it's a scriptural principle here that you're going to have to follow. Do what's right, but don't return tit for tat, turn the other cheek. Don't return insult for insult. Don't for, return injury for injury. Follow the law. And don't use the letter of the law as a weapon like the left does. Follow the spirit of the law. I know it's not easy, but this is one of the things I learned in the original Star Trek. When good battles evil, evil usually wins unless good is very, very careful. And by that, you have to stay anchored to the source of good. And who is good but the Father? You got ears to hear today, folks? I don't know if you recognize it, but I'm preaching to you the founding father's way today. I don't know if you caught on yet. I'm not going to give you chapter and verse. I'm just going to tell it to you and expect you to understand the references. So you have to stay on point. This state leadership and everything, the people have to stay on point. Act according to the ideals and principles. You have to aim for the bullseye. And not just physical leadership. You're going to have to have moral 
ideological, spiritual as well. Okay, we're looking for a state that can do this. We're going to we'll do this number two here and what type of state we're looking for, and then we'll go to the six-minute break, and we'll come back and we'll wrap up. We're going to need a coastal state. So we need a state that already has a governor that's close to the founding fathers and understands what's going on, has moral courage and support of the people. We're going to need a state that's coastal. This will prevent the state from becoming landlocked. It gives them access to international community. It'll allow easier trade. The the oceans can provide resources, access to travel around the world, access to people coming to your aid. Um, And if, if there are other states that are landlocked that share a border with you, it'll give them access too through you. So it becomes a, a strategic point that we're going to have to have. We need as much coast, you know, ocean coastal shore as we can get. Um, geography can be a key to the location for strategy and concern. In this case, Florida is a better place to go than uh, Texas. Texas has a huge border with the rest of the country. All we've got to do is defend against Alabama and Georgia. And the chances of having to defend against Alabama aren't all that great. And Georgia, if they see us seceding, might just finally draw a line just south of Atlanta. And southern Georgia would quit being behind occupied territory and would just become part of Florida. We'd have to see how that went. But we're going to need a state with as much coastline as we can get. And a governor that's going to be willing to have the fortitude to push this through. All right. Six-minute break. Do what you got to do. Go get your donuts, get your soda, get your coffee, run to the bathroom, get your booty back in the seat because this is where it starts getting good from this point forward. Six minutes and we'll be back.
Okay, real quick, before we get going again, we got a comment on the board from Mr. Holt. says, oddly enough, Twitter and TikTok have become a proto-alternative media. And you see what both political parties did yesterday? They spent an entire day dragging them in Facebook and Meta and trying to justify more federal regulation. Yes, I found out by quite by mistake, the reason they want to get rid of TikTok and they're tainting it as Chinese spying is so that American people will agree to get rid of it. But you know what's really going on on TikTok? If you pay attention, that's where all the youth are talking politics. And you're going to find out there are more founder, conservative-minded youth out there than you realized. And they've got to shut down their voice. So that, that's why they want to get rid of TikTok. All right, so we got a state that's going to be properly led, right ideology. It's going to have a coastline. We're going to need a state. It's going to need more than that. This state, proper, proper leadership, proper ideas, the coast. And by ideas and properly led, one other thing in there, no yabbits. I don't need anybody in our movement that's going to have an infected with the yabbits. Yeah, 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 but, but, but. I don't want to hear about the yabbits. Anybody can come up with ideas for why this won't work. I could come up with a lot of ideas for get busy figuring out how to do this or stand aside. We don't need you. The American spirit is can do. So what we need is a bunch of CBs. This is, you know, the very difficult we do immediately. The impossible takes us just a little bit longer. So we need a whole bunch of Scotties from Star Trek. We'll tell the captain it's going to take forever. It's impossible. It'll take 20 hours, and then you're going to do it in two. No more yabbits. How do we do it? I want to hear how it won't work. How do we make it work? That's that's going to be a big thing, man. We're going to have to change our attitude. Just like the founding father said, man, it's part of the revolution is going to be about attitude. So we need a state with coastland and natural resources. This state is going to have to have something to feed its people. Okay? <laughs> yes, Mr. Holt. Get busy living or get busy dying. Yes. Amen. I love that saying. I don't know. I heard that first in my life from an old master sergeant in the Marine Corps. So we're going to need something to feed our people. We're going to have to have natural resources. We've got to be able to feed our people. We're going to need energy, something that we can use for energy. And we're going to need something that we can trade. This is also going to provide for a base of industry. Okay. Must not ignore or downplay the need for natural resources upon which to build the state. This includes the people. People are a resource here. So we need a state with a fairly decent population. Need enough population to be viable. Again, Florida's a good state here. We grow a lot of citrus, grow a lot of beef, got a lot of seafood, and we have oil. Oh, yeah, y'all don't know that. We do have oil. The Destin Dome is a huge oil reserve. So we could tap that. We have other resources here in this state as well. We will also have tourism. So it Texas, Texas would have beef. Texas can grow wheat, corn, uh, other crops, soybean, whatever. They got a lot of farmland. They have oil. They have other minerals and resources, especially in the western part of the state. So both states would be a good place for us to start, especially if they aligned themselves. So we're going to need a state with proper leadership, uh, coastline, resources. Next, a state with some sort of established industry. Okay, the, the state is going to need a base for which to generate income for its people, establish trade with other countries and other states and raise taxes. Well, here again, I don't know about Texas, but in the state of Florida, 
we've got a surplus in our state budget based off of nothing but sales taxes. And we rely heavily on people traveling here for tourism to help us pay our bills. We don't have state income tax. So all we have to do, if if state of Florida is going to be the one that secedes, we just got to find a way to get more people to come to the state to visit us. Well, if not as many Americans are going to come down, all we have to do is invite more foreigners to do it. I mean, have you ever been to Disney in Orlando? You've seen how many foreigners come in to go to, well, let's just make this easier for them. Let's figure it out. I, I, I don't care. I didn't say it's going to be easy. Let's just figure it out. Let's make it happen. Find ways to get people from other places. And just because we're seceding doesn't mean the people in the rest of the United States are going to quit coming here to visit. We're just going to make them go through checkpoints at the border. You know, we're not going to repeat the mistake that has been made by Biden. We'll have a border. We'll guard it. So we're going to have to establish trade and have taxes. We can also provide a base for growth. Need to be able to grow, not just with the population, but with our industry as well, with our economy. And have to find some way to have a buffer against the sanctions by the lawless governments that are going to come. And by that, I mean financial attacks. The, the, the rest of the country might say, embargo, nobody else can send anything to, the, to this seceding state. Okay, fine. If I can't get it from the United States, dude, let me get it from, dare I say, Cuba if I have to, or from South America, Mexico. Like I said, I have the Gulf of Mexico. Ships, just right on down there to Brazil. Columbia and all these other places. See what they got to sell me. Or I'm in Florida, just hop across to go over to North and Africa, North Africa or Southwestern Europe. Let's let's find out what they got to sell. And what what would they buy? <laughs> oh God. Water jug says we can market iguana as chicken and the mangroves. Hey man, if it sells, it's not clean, but Pretty sure the mandate is life first, then eat clean. Um, number five, the state should be, if possible, share borders with other like-minded states. Well, if in the case of Florida, we have um, Alabama at least, because Georgia has, you know, contrary to our good buddy Steve Nichols at Freedom Networks, networks with an X, Kemp ain't such a good guy after all. Well, let's see, if we're Texas, you got Oklahoma and Louisiana. Cool. But if we're Florida, we're going to have Alabama. And if we can gather up Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana will follow suit pretty quick. And we might get Southern Georgia. We'd have to see. Because if we can get Southern Georgia, we can get South Carolina to connect as well. And wouldn't that that, that just, that'd just be cool, man? Because we could just isolate Atlanta and gobble up Tennessee. And we could probably cut off that portion of Virginia up there by D.C. And we'd end up with Virginia as well. You know. This is all just what ifs, right? First things first, Florida needs to secede. Let's, let's get that done. Um, the reason you want this, though, you want borders with other like-minded states, if possible, or at least neutral states, for the purpose there being is it might slow down the invasion. These states might, might, might not join you, but if they want to stay neutral in this, they might inhibit the federal government sending people to come invade you and try to force you back into the union. Um, it's a defense buffer, and it'll also pave the way for adjacent states to join your secession. And finally, it can provide friendly trading partners. So we we do want, and you know, Florida's got borders with at least two other people. 
And but that's why the golf was important here because it allows me to get around certain places too if I have to. It also provides direct contact with a seceding state in other states so that the feds cannot censor or distort because we can lay landlines that they can't intercept if we have to. We can go back to the old fashioned telephones and cable lines and things that can't is be as easily intercepted and manipulated. Number six, preferably we're looking for a state with as, as many military bases and assets as possible. And if possible, nuclear assets. Well, that boys and girls is the state of Florida, Jacksonville. Oh, we can get us some submarines. We can get us some attack boats. We can even get us an aircraft carrier. We've got uh, the heart of Naval and Air Force aviation here. And we've got the JSOC, the Joint Special Forces. Oh, boy, we got lots of goodies in the military that we can just nationalize. They're ours. We take over. We seceded. All those things are in our state now. They're ours. We don't owe you nothing for them. We're taking them. And that's how that works. Uh, Texas has a good good amount of military people as well there. So that would help. Um, you're going to have to defend yourself. I guarantee you somebody's going to come after us from the federal government. So these military military assets will help there to help to defend ourselves in addition to the National Guard. And if possible, secure those nuclear weapons. It becomes a credible threat against any attack. Yes. Threaten to use them. And if necessary, do so. Start with D.C. I mean, if you're seeding, this is a war, right? I mean, it's all hypothetical. We're talking about conspiracy theory Thursday, right? I'm not actually calling for you to do that, but I'm saying this is something that would slow down the hotheads up there in the federal government. If you had all the nukes that are hanging out in Jacksonville, or y'all didn't know there were nuclear weapons in Jacksonville? (laughs) Well, if Governor DeSantis had control over those when he seceded, he slowed some people down, especially since they're the type that are going to be Dang near impossible to intercept. So now reconstitute the militia real quick. And the militia is every able-bodied male, 18 to 50, like it or lump it. Okay. All of you get into the, the state leadership and get people who are serious involved in this former military will help here too. lean on the veterans. Trust me, they'll enjoy that. <laughs> they'll be there for you. Organize and start drilling. Train for when you need them to, to defend the area. Let's say you have uh, 27 million people in the state of Florida. Roughly half of them are male. Let's just say 60% of those are going to be military age. So what's that? Eh, 13 million, 60% of those? 780,000 people. No, wait a minute. 7.8 million people. Yeah, that's what it is. 7.8 million. You realize you've now got the largest army in the world by about three times. I don't need tanks. I can beat you with knives. Oh, it'll be bloody. Don't get me wrong. But do you want freedom or do you just want to talk about it? Because freedom doesn't come bloodless. So like, remember what I told you. The people need to count the cost before they take off on this path. But if we decide, uh, too much hard, too hard, I don't want to go that way. Well, I can remember when the people said, that teaching's too hard, man. He wants us to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Eh, We're not going to be his disciple. How's that working out for them? 
count the cost. Before you decide you're going to walk the walk, count the cost. So we need a state that's going to defend itself. Okay, None of this is going to be of any use if we're not going to defend ourselves. Number seven, we want a state with a good enough international relations to acquire like-minded allies overseas. Governor DeSantis is a very good example. He has good international relationships. He's actually on good terms with Israel right now. We could get a lot of help from Israel if we seceded. And Oh, yeah, you get a lot of help from Israel, technologically, military. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And other countries are not exactly our enemies either. So Florida would be a good example for this as well. These should be allies who can and are willing to provide military and defensive aid, foodstuffs, until we get our feet underneath us, help us with energy if necessary, trading partners uh, to help with our economy, political alliances within the international community. State must show a clear break with federal policy. Return to the founders' examples. We don't want the international community, when we go to secede, we don't want them thinking that we're going to be just like we used to be. You know, going to be just like DC used to be. We just wanted to be the ones in charge of it. No, 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 no. We want them to see. Look, 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 look. Uh, uh-uh. uh. We're going to go back to behaving ourselves. We don't need to tell y'all what to do. We just want to trade with you. We'll defend our own borders. We're not going to meddle in the whole world. We're not going to worry about everybody else's affairs. Show them that we're going to go back to. We'll take care of ourselves. We'll protect ourselves. But we're going to be laissez-faire again. We're not the policemen of the world. Give them a reason to mend the fences with us internationally. See, if the if the founders hadn't had help of France, this country wouldn't be here. So once our state has announced its intention to secede, immediately nationalize all federal government property. Technically, that's not illegal. Not once you've seceded. So do it. Confiscate everything. Everything that the feds have. And expel all federal personnel. Get out. Get out or go to jail. If they're federal. That or they need to quit the Fed. And set a firm date by which the following must be completed. Set a date, and I don't mean 5, 10, 15 years from now. Start a date where we get rid of everybody that's not, you know, purge the corruption at the, at the, of the state. Get rid of... Um, Get rid of the illegals. Um, get rid of, if you're going to want to be on welfare and social security and all that, you need to get out of this state. Yes, I understand social security is going to be a problem. I got that. I understand that. Let's find a way around it. Yeah, you might have to go back to work. Sucks to be you. That was a promise made that was never should have been made. Well, we paid that money. No, technically you didn't. That's another conversation. But no, the federal government does not owe you your social security. That's not how the law was written. I'm sorry. I know you've been told that, but that's no, it was just paid into the federal government. It's in the coffers. You don't have an IOU lockbox. That's just lies. I read the social security act back in college. It's a travesty, but anyhow, just tell people if you're going to continue to feed off the fed, you got to leave. Tell people in the rest of the country. Hey man, if you want to join us, you got until X amount of time to get your booty moved in here. You know, come take the place of these people that are leaving. But be firm about this. Make it happen. Tell them. After this date, you're part of us, whether you like it or not. Then go ahead and nullify. Start start purging the corruption. Nullify all unlawful laws connected to the old regime. Just nullify them. Purge the government as of much of the corruption as possible. 
If you know you've got corrupt people in government, purge them ruthlessly if necessary. Legally, legally, but ruthlessly. Um, you got to do this totally transparent. When you're going to secede, you're going to show that you're holding the moral high ground. That's what you're that's what you're relying on. If you're doing all of this according to the law and you're holding the moral high ground, it's going to be much difficult, more difficult for Joe Biden to come invade you and take you back because the international community will stand against the United States then. You're going to have to play this global politics thing. Stay legal. Focus on natural law, natural rights, and justice based on the individual and the individual's rights, their property, their life, their liberty. Work toward popular security and support, not just in your state, but internationally. Point toward liberty the whole way. Real liberty. Use the spirit of 1776 as a banner. This is what we're going to have to do. Now, let's say we've seceded and we've got a state that's going to do all this. As soon as they secede, start rewriting the state constitution. Start with the United States Constitution and do what Jefferson said. Use the mistakes of the past to help you rewrite it. You don't have to scrap it and start all over. Just tweak it a little bit, as little as possible. Follow his anti-federalists uh, suggestions, the, the Jeffersons and the anti-federalists. Adjust for the weaknesses revealed by history. Um, push for ratification by a target date ratification of your counties or whatever, or of your people, or if you've got other states joining you, um, county, lobby for ratification at county level, get the government back to the people, local as possible. You're supposed to diffuse. Let's be Borg. Instead of everything being a central hub of command, spread the command out as many different places as possible. This is why, you know, in, in the Star Trek movies, you can't kill a Borg ship unless you destroy 80% at once because it's so diversified. Be that way. That way you can't cut the head off, off of our new state by kick, you know, by destroying the capital. It won't do you any good because each county seat and even within the counties, each city seat is all going to have the same idea of government, good government and liberty. So push all possible government functions back to the county level or as close to the individual people as possible. What else are we going to need to do? Two, invite all like-minded people to leave the country and come join you, or like-minded states to join you in your secession. Advise all opposition to you, what you're doing to leave by that target date. Explain that all welfare programs will end permanently by the target date. No free health care, daycare, lunches, no social security, no federal government retirement checks, no guarantee to the continuation of any, you know, federal or legal institution whatsoever. William Keeley says on the board, coming on the board, get the churches to start doing their job, taking care of those who can't. We cannot cut off the truly poor and disabled. We still have to hold a high moral ground. Yes, exactly. See, that's what I'm talking about. No yabbatism. Don't look for reasons to fail. Start looking for reasons to succeed. If you're going to be a disciple of Christ, do his work. Take care of the poor, the, the widow, the orphan. Visit those in jail, meaning, you know why you had to visit people in jail back then? If you didn't bring them what they needed, they didn't live. You had to bring them food, clothes. Say So go see the people in jail and find out what they need. Take care of the needy. Defend the defenseless. Be a Christian. If the church doesn't want to do that, 
get out of that church. So explain the the leave, you know, the 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 why you want them to leave. Try to convince them to stay first. Try to explain the benefits of staying, but if they don't want to stay, they're scared or whatever, invite them to leave. Okay? You need a sense of purpose and urgency in all of this. Stress the need to act quickly, quickly, but deliberately. And by quick, I don't mean two days from now. It might two two months, a year, two years might work. We want to be able to deliberate all of this stuff. But rather than micromanaging the, the, the new state, just handle what the state needs to handle. Let the counties handle the counties and let the cities and the municipalities within the county handle that. You don't need the state telling every county how to run its schools. And every city within that county doesn't need to, is, hey, you want to run a school? You figure out how to fund it. Well, what about the poor district? Figure out how to fund it. They used to teach people very, very well, all of them in one little single room classroom. And they were better educated then than we are now. Stop looking for why it can't be done. Start looking for how to do it. Um, stress the need to act in a quick manner with urgency before opposition can react. And But also the need to act correctly, lawfully, morally. This will provide a spiritual energy, but also it's material progress. You want people to see progress and success as quickly as possible. Nothing breeds, breeds success like success. See, what I'm doing here, what you're, what you're listening to me do, oh, oh, I can't overthrow the American government. Okay, shut up. Quit. Let's start planning how to change this country into what we want it to be. That's what progressives have done for decades. I want the country back. Let's start planning how to secede and start a new country. Let's quit thinking it can't be done. Let's quit with the yabbats. This is what we're doing. This is how you do it. Um, it'll also be necessary to um, process a self-sustaining political movement, generate its own force. One of the things I would strongly suggest that you do is outlaw political parties. Keep your elections as close to the county level as possible. If necessary, treat the counties like individual little states and let each city be a district. Might even be that what you want to do is from now on, let the counties elect senators, just like the states used to elect senators to the federal government, and let the people also elect their representative for the counties, and let the states and municipalities within the county act like little states. Just instead of a federal government, make, make the state the federal government and the counties the states. Follow the pattern, because it's worked. Follow the pattern. Drive the elections down to the smallest community as possible. It makes it easier to do the logistics. And you can use paper ballots at this point. You might not ever have more than 10,000 ballots to count. That could all be counted easy by a couple of people in one day's time. Paper, we can trace the whole thing. It can be done. Number three, announce in, in what we do once we've got our set, announce that all illegals should leave by this target date. Any illegal found in the state after the target date will be deported. Okay. Um, yep. Got to get all that done. Hold on just a second. I'm rearranging something here. So um, minor children, they're not going to help you. No more anchor babies. You you don't reward an illegal action. It, it, I, it sucks for the kid. I got it. I understand. But it's illegal. You don't get to stay in my state because you were born here. 
not if you were not if you came here specifically for that purpose you're not going to abuse the law the letter of the law that's what's important the spirit of the law not how you can abuse it but the spirit what it was meant for illegals will not be able to draw any type of benefit from the state and if i find somebody hiring an illegal alien you'll lose your business or your property the state will just take it from you we're not going to find you we're just going to take it I mean, be draconian about this, at least early on. You've, the illegals will export themselves. Trust me, they will. We could do this on a state level, on national level as well. It would work. It would work. And it would be lawful. And that's the point. It's got to be lawful. Yes, it has to be humane. You don't treat them like cattle and throw you know, 50 million people in a, a boat meant to hold 5,000 and then deport them. No. But you just get rid of them. You get them out of your state. They don't belong there. They're illegal. They're not citizens. I'm sorry. If the, if it sucks in their country, let them do what we're... Hey, we're the beacon. We're showing you. This is how you fix your nation. Follow the example. Get home. Get busy. Number four, establish border checks and border point checkpoints. This is to establish a stable cross-border trade and policies with adjacent states also to monitor who is coming into the state. You have a right to defend your border. Otherwise, you're not a state or a country. Heavy use of the uh, National Guard and police will be required. Yeah, it's a good place for you to do your drill time then if you're a National Guardsman or a militiaman. Uh, reliance on citizens to assist in maintaining the, the peace will be required. Don't just talk the talk, walk the walk, show people. And what do I mean by helping assist the peace? Well, for one thing, let them carry their weapons. And if somebody's robbing somebody and the robber gets themselves shot by a law-abiding citizen, the sheriff shows up and says, yep, you got yourself shot. You don't want to sue him. No, I'm not in this state, dude. You were breaking the law. You got yourself shot. You got what you deserve. Well, patch me up. <laughs> you got family to come patch you up? No. People don't owe you nothing. You're the one who broke the law. I might patch you up the minimum necessary, but I'm not going to give you a whole heck of a lot of anything in jail. You don't coddle barbarians. If you're not going to live according to the principles of the civilized society in which you find yourself, remove yourself from that society or suffer the consequences. It's going to have to be a tough love. We're going to have to get back to a, that masculine tough love world that the founders came from. You're going to have to learn to live by natural law. I got a little newsflash for you, man. Natural law is rough. Penalty a lot of times for failure is death. Well, I'm not advocating we run around killing everybody that breaks the law. But I'm dang sure thinking about a Turkish prison system. If your family doesn't feed you and clothe you, sucks to be you. You better find a way to make a living on the inside of that jail, some which kind of way, because we, the state, don't owe you a thing. And the state doesn't. People are uh, the primary asset to success. If liberty and self-government is the point, you know, then lean on the people. Tell them they are key, just like the Founding Fathers did. They told us this. They told us that you're not going to have a free people if they're corrupt. You expect them to stand up, do their part, and count on it and do it. Make them do it. If they don't want to, everybody else should shun them.
We need to bring shame back into society. People will see action based on conviction, and they will be drawn to it. The people who support this are more likely to act correctly, too. If you're going to support these ideas, you'll be a better person, and others will be, instead of decay, put the energy into society to make it stand up. Not erode it. We're also going to have to uh, triage and work to establish physical relations, uh, fiscal, financial relations with non-federal government aligned businesses. We, we don't want fascism. Okay, This is where mortgages and investments, credit cards, et cetera, et cetera, must be worked back out. No support of corporations aligned with the federal government. We're, we're not going to want to do business with any corporation outside of our state matter of fact our state's not going to allow corps but we don't want to do business with corporations that are aligned with the old federal government of the united states if you're part of that we're just not going to have to we're just not going to do business with you if it costs us money it costs us money we're not going to do business with the new world order there are still people in this world that go find some third world countries that are struggling to find business let's start doing business with them and drag them up together it can be done. It can be done. As long as we're not greedy and power hungry and trying to control everybody and how they do it, we can find partners that will work with us, especially if we try to understand their culture and their needs. It says, if necessary, nullify all contracts that existing in, in, the, in your state. And uh, if you have to, um, <laughs> it, it, Go against everything that made us want to secede without becoming lawless. And like I said, look overseas. Like-minded people as much as we can overseas, as everywhere we can. Um, yeah, the details are on, like, like I got a note on here, the details on this one with the fiscal, a little bit outside my wheelhouse. But maybe this is you know, Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency might be a solution for some of this. I don't know. Um, I preferably would love to get into a gold standard, but no. Not everything is in my wheelhouse here. Um, move to an alternative currency. Break up from the U.S. dollar ASAP. We, we can't keep the U.S. dollar. It's not stable anyhow. We're going to have to go to something that's based in something. Uh, don't seek to establish a state currency. Not at first. You know, our, our new state, find something else. Uh, adopt trade in a strong, well-established currency. Maybe we should do it in the pound or the euro or whatever. I don't know. Seek a strong fiscal stability as soon as possible. You know, that's something else, like I said, we're going to have to work on. Um, set your policies that, that support your fiscal, you know, your fiscal policy. Set the rest of the country's policies that way too, especially your business. Push for free trade. Welcome foreign investment, but not ownership of the land. Foreigners can invest in your businesses, but they should never be allowed to own your land. That's yours. That's the state's. Belongs to the people of the state. Finally, Start a campaign to recruit other states. And all of this can be done in conjunction. I mean, this is all going to have to happen within a couple of years. You'll be doing a lot of this on time. That's a lot of work, man. You can turn an entire country into an industri industrious people by pushing for doing this. It's kind of like a moon project with the secession. Offer your model of what you're doing as proof of concept. It will work. See, Texas, look, we're doing it. Join us. See? Alabama, we're doing it. Louisiana, Mississippi, join us. Here are the benefits. At first, it won't look like there are any, but there, excuse me, there will be. Be West Germany, not East Germany after World War II. 
show them the difference between sit, sitting with a centrally located state-run government or free enterprise, the rule of law. Show them how it's done. Encourage them. Send people to help them do it if need be. Don't give up. Improvise. Adapt. Overcome. Be Gunny Highway. Call on and point to and rely on God the whole way. Often, frequently, call for fasts, days of prayer. Point to him. Rely on him. Use his word, which, by the way, if you don't know your Bible very well, you don't know how much I did that to you today. I uh, preached the scripture to you the way George Washington does. If you don't know your Bible well, Charlie, pop your mic on real quick. How often was I throwing scripture into the class today? Oh, my. <laughs> Everywhere, right? It was all over. But if you don't know your Bible, you didn't hear it. No, you wouldn't know. That's why you can read George Washington and say, look, he never once quotes the Bible. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> all over the place. He just right. didn't give you chapter and verse, so you didn't right. know he was doing it. Thanks, Charlie. So, secession is possible, doable. You need the will. Now, go to that person in your mirror. Let me ask you something. Everything I just explained is doable, but it's going to come at a cost. It's going to be painful. It's going to require work from all levels of society. Even our retired persons are going to have to work. Going to be no useless eaters in this new state that's going to secede. Can't afford it. People are going to have to bleed. People are going to have to die to protect this. Are you really? Are you willing to do that? Because if we're not, then shut up. You don't want liberty. You just want people to leave you alone, and you want somebody else to pay the price to leave you alone. You're not willing to bleed for it. I'm serious about that. If you're not willing to put your name on that check that says up to and including my life, don't ask anybody else to do it. If you're not willing to sacrifice, bleed, sweat, do without, lead, follow, whatever's required, don't ask others to do it. Don't ask anybody to do something you're not willing to do yourself. Now, Joe, what about you? I'll lead. None of y'all will follow. Well, a few of you will, but I won't be able to get enough people to follow me. I'm, I'm too, I'm John Adams, man. I'm too bombastic. That's why he had Jefferson write the Declaration of Independence. And I'm aware of this. But I'd lead if I was called to. I'll follow. I've proven that. I'm a good follower. As long as I got good leadership, I'll follow. Will I sacrifice? Freaking A, Skippy. Will I put my name on that blank check? Done it once before. Doesn't hurt my feelings to do it again. I'm not as much use now as I was once before. But I'll do it. If I can be of service, show me where you need me. I have a long history of proving I'll do this. No doubt a lot of you others have as well. I know some of you that have. I'm not talking to you. But there are a lot of people who listen to this show that never comment, never email. Lurk, lurk, lurk. I get it. I understand. I'm not harping on you specifically as a personal in a personal way, as an individual. But I am telling you, if you truly want liberty again, it will not come free. 
Tyrants don't hand back that which they've stolen. It must be taken from them. It doesn't always have to come at force of arms. It can be taken through force of law and public opinion. It can be done. We need leadership. I look out on the plain of America and I don't see the type of leadership we need. You know where I see it? I think the guy's in Argentina, that new president down there. Holy cow, that man's a firebrand. I'm thinking about moving. They're going to kill him for that reason. They got to get rid of him. And by they, I mean the Davos people. They have got to get, and I don't mean the World Economic Forum. I mean Davos. Davos is all the world leaders that come and visit and join to the World Economic Forum. You know, like Governor Kemp, et cetera, et cetera. So that's it for today. I run out of steam, but that's my class for how to succeed, and it can be done. It's not as hard as people think it is. I'm not saying it's easy. But it's not impossible either. Anything else, Charlie? No. Other than this is also the war plan for a second exodus. But that, that, that's that that's that, that's something else. But. It's just that the state that'll <laughs> secede is Israel. Right. Yep. I get you. And we may have to go that way. I and in a hurry. That's the way it's gonna happen. Remember how the exodus works. Gird up your loins and take off. You don't have everything, you know, just you, whatever you can carry and go. Yep. Leave in a hurry. Yep. Great haste. All right, guys. We love each and every one of you. We thank you for being here. If you like what we're doing, please hit the thumbs up buttons in this show. That doesn't mean you like Joe or you like that tells that tells Charlie and Natasha. Thank you for contributing. Because if it weren't for them, the chat room wouldn't be as active and as um interactive as it is they they can they take care of that you'd also have a lot more trolls on the chat board but our ai oh she's a sniper wade let me tell you what when it comes to trolls she might get them faster than you can pull the trigger brother she's good at it she so far as we can tell she's never shot her today did you well as far as we know she's never shot an innocent innocent person (laughs) excuse me for a sec (gasps) that still only counts as one (laughs) so the thumbs up talks to those two if you do like what we're doing share the show send it directly as a link directly to somebody text it uh, message it whatever if you just share it on facebook it'll be seen but not by a whole lot of people it'll be down in their feed trust me on that one warn everybody about me when we say i'm an acquired taste we know i'm a jack wagon i know it i've been told you should try to be better Folks, this is better. <laughs> okay. Marianne's already told you she knew me in the eighth, ninth grade. This is the improved version. So I'm sorry, man. I just, there's only so much I can do with what I got to work with. Okay. It, 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 and what you see here was an act of God. Wasn't me doing it. Um, otherwise, I'd be like one of your classmates, just a happy little sociopath throwing bombs everywhere and not giving a happy. But, the Messiah got a hold of me, the Holy Spirit got a hold of me, and it made me bend my knee, and he helped me to the extent that I'm helpable, okay? So this is as good as it gets. <laughs> She's over here talking on Rumbles is greatly improved. Yes, 
She's not kidding. <laughs> She's not kidding. So warn whoever you send to the show, but it's about the content. It's about learning what we need to know and about sharing and building a community in the classroom about educating ourselves and preparing ourselves so that we can affect the person in our mirror, our spouse, our kids, our family, our workmates, those around us in our lives. That's all you can affect. Quit trying to save the rest of the world. That's a megalomaniac's job. I hope none of those are in the classroom. Listen, we, we don't need to run the world. Just try to run your own world better today than you did yesterday. Tomorrow, Fallacy Friday, Founding Fathers Friday. I think some of what I found today getting ready for this class, it might be time to talk to the Founding Fathers again. Oh boy, they're just a bottomless well of wisdom and help. So we'll see you tomorrow. Y'all take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye.